Hey everybody and welcome back to the Hawks Faith and Freedom Podcast. In today's episode, we're going into Joshua chapter 12, followed by a devotional on verse 1 of Joshua chapter 12. And chapter 12 starts with the kings defeated by Moses. Now these are the kings of the land whom the people of Israel defeated and took possession of their land beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise, from the valley of Arnon to Mount Hermon, with all of the Arabah eastward, Shehan king of the Amorites who lived at Hezbon and ruled over Aurora, which is on the edge of the valley of the Arnon, from the middle of the valley as far as the river Jabbok, and boundary of the Amorites, that is, half of Gilead, and the Araba to the sea of the Chinaroth eastward, and in the direction of Beth Shemoth to the Sea of Araba, the Salt Sea, southward to the foot of the slopes of Pisgah, and Og, king of Bashan, one of the remnant of the Rephaim who lived at Ashtaroth and at Edari and ruled over Mount Hermon, and Selica, and all Bashan, to the boundary of the Geshurites, and of the Ma- Machatites, over half of Gilead, to the boundary of Shehan, king of Hezbon, Moses the servant of the Lord, and the people of Israel defeated them. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave their land for possession to the Reubenites and the Gadites and half the tribe of Manasseh. Now the kings defeated by Joshua and these kings and these are the kings of the land whom Joshua and the people of Israel defeated on the west side of the Jordan, from Balgad in the valley of Lebanon to Mount Halak, that rises toward Seir, and Joshua gave their land to the tribes of Israel as a possession according to their allotments, in the hill country, in the lowland, in the Araba, in the slopes, in the wilderness, and in the Negev, the land of the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The king of Jericho won the king of Ai, which is beside Bethel, won. The king of Jerusalem won. The king of Hebron won. The king of Jarmuth won. The king of Lashish won. The king of Eglon won. The king of Gezar won. The 
king of Debit won. The king of Geder won. The king of Hamora won. The king of Arad won. The king of Libna won. The king of Adullam won. The king of Makeda won. The king of Bethel won. The king of Tabua won. The king of Hefer won. The king of Aphek won. The king of Lashiron won. The king of Madon won. The king of Hazar won. The king of Shimron Marion won. The king of Ashvath won. The king of Tanakh won. The king of Med- Megiddo won. The king of Kadesh won. The king of Jokneam in Carmel won. The king of Dor in Naphath Dor won. The king of Goyim in Galilee won. The king of Terzah won. In all 31 kings. Now I know that was a little bit of a weird chapter. It was pretty much just the name of a bunch of kings that were defeated by Moses. And Joshua. But, to explain this, this devotional by Pastor Ed Rhea would kind of put more of it into context. Remember, the chapter started out with, These are the kings of the land whom the children of Israel defeated, and whose land they possessed on the other side of the Jordan, toward the rising of the sun from the river of Arnon, to Mount Hermon and all the eastward Jordan plain. Joshua chapter 12 is basically a list of kings conquered both in the wilderness battles under Moses and in the promised land battles under Joshua. Why would the Holy Spirit leave for us such an exhaustive and seemingly tedious list? It's possible it only seems tedious to us because we did not live in that land. For those who would receive their inheritance there, these were essential matters that greatly affected their lives, and it answered the basic question of what land belonged to Israel. The author of Joshua named 31 kings in the order Joshua defeated them. Aside from the practical elements of the list, it seems the writer also wanted to compile a list that would impress future generations and readers with the greatness of what God had done through the leadership of Moses and Joshua. In Jeremiah 31, verse 21, God told his children to set up signposts, make landmarks, Set your heart toward the highway, the way in which you went. This list was a landmark of all God had conquered for them so far. It was also a reminder that much still remained to be done 
and that they needed to continue to press on. God does the same for each of us in our lives. We need to remember to look back at past victories so that we will be encouraged to press on toward the battles still in front of us. Often, when we try to see ahead, looking for the direction we are to go in next, the way is obscure. But if we will look back at the way we've already come, we can see that the land, or that the hand of God was leading us straight and clean, even if it didn't seem like it at the time. God tells us to pause and look back every now and then to get a heading, a fix, on where we've been so that we will be encouraged to trust him with where he is taking us next. I think that's a great explanation in a devotional form of why there was a list of kings. Basically, the Lord was saying, hey, this is your... If you look back on this, this is what everything you've been through and a sign of where you're going. And it's basically a signpost. Letting you know the direction you're headed. And there's still an argument today um, over who does the land of Israel belong to. There's still wars over in the Middle East about this very issue. But as Edria said, we need to take a step back and look back at our past victories so we can trust him in the battles ahead. So, Lord, show us your guideposts in our lives so that we can better trust you as we look forward to where we are going next. In Jesus' name, amen.